Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I am going to discuss the life application section for the seed and roots of bitterness. So let's just go ahead and get started on it. As you have traveled through the seed and roots of bitterness, as well as learning the new seed of survival that God has planted into you, I hope that you have allowed yourself to dig deeper to see what keeps you in this state. Maybe it has required you to reflect back and remember even when the seed of anger was first planted into you and what transpired that caused you to hold on to the issues and the challenges that turned into bitterness. I also hope that you are spending that time even in the workbook, especially for those who have gotten the workbook, that you are really allowing yourself to uproot those things that keep you in that stuck position or in that pain or in that hurt. I really am hoping and praying that you are putting that time in and especially spending that time with God to really help you remove those things in your life. Now, as you know, Most things don't just create an immediate reaction or emotion of bitterness. Bitterness comes about from unresolved issues and problems that have escalated over time. Because of that, the only way for you to get to the actual root of the problem is for you to first uncover how the anger or bitterness started. So let's just go ahead and start with these questions. What happened to you that caused you to feel hurt or maybe even uncomfortable about a situation? What type of reaction was you expecting from the person that would have eased your mind if they had said that to you? What continued to happen as time went on? What type of conversation, if any, did you have with the person initially to try to resolve it. And then the last question, was there an active or an inactive approach to resolving it? If there was an inactive approach, did you ever keep trying to maintain an open dialogue? Now, once you have taken the necessary steps to figure out when the problem first began in your life, it should help you start the process of healing. When you open Pandora's box, you must have the courage to continue the process and allow yourself to face all of the things that may be revealed. Now, some of them you may be aware of, but there may be some things that you didn't know about. And as a result, you may have been the reason why the person that hurt you responded the way that they did to you. Many times people don't know how to process certain things. So unfortunately, they may inflict hurt on someone else to avoid facing the things that they themselves need to work on. Now, this may not be the case with you. 
I don't know, but I am giving you another way of looking at things if you are still trying to figure things out. If this doesn't pertain to your situation and the person just hurts you without any remorse or conviction on their end, then try your best to get past it so that you don't allow it to consume you. They don't deserve that kind of power over you. And you don't deserve to continue to keep living in it and allowing yourself to keep giving it life by making it front and center for you in everything that you do. Now is the time that you relinquish your power and give it solely to God so that he can meet you where you are and guide you to a place of healing. As you move forward, you are back to the level as I asked at the beginning of the chapter. How do you pick your battles? First, start with prayer. Allow God to give you what you need so that you can make the right choices and decisions when you don't know what to do in a situation. When you are hurting or have vulnerability, it can really get the best of you, causing you to rush too fast into a direction without thinking clearly in it. By waiting on an answer from God, you will be making the right decisions while also learning how to have patience in it. Next, make sure that you are being accountable for any actions on your part. There are times when situations happen and it is easy to see the fault in others, but it is never easy to see how you contributed to a situation. If you are willing to pull up your own mirror, as I have shared throughout this study, you will not only see areas of your life that you need to grow in, but in time, it will push you to a new level of maturity. Also, people may not be able to help you in a situation because they just don't know how, or they don't feel that they have maybe the skills to make things better or they may not just care at all. Within any of these situations, it may be hard for you to handle, but you must just have to accept it for what it is and let it go so that you won't set yourself up for heartache by expecting a person to react in a certain way that they never will do. Last, but certainly not least, when you have run out of solutions to your situation, and the hurt that was caused, all that you can do now is to forgive, heal, love, and just move on. Don't let it eat you up inside and later destroy you. You have to forgive the person and just learn from it. Don't place unreasonable expectations on yourself. And also, please don't tell yourself these things. Things like, I will never trust again, or everyone is out to get me, or I don't need anyone, or I will never allow people to get that close to me again. Please don't tell yourself those things. Recognize that you might have to go through some things repeatedly to get to the point of resolution, but don't give up. Also, please don't spend time in negative energy. 
Don't build a posse around you to give you some reinforcement for the narrative that you have. You don't need a lot of additional voices around you to make you feel good about yourself. You just need Jesus so that you can remain in truth in everything, even if it takes looking at yourself. As you know, it doesn't take much to get a story twisted. So the less people you have in a situation, the less narratives that will be flying around. I know there are times that when you are hurting, you look for emotional support. Now, I'm not saying that having people around you is a bad thing. I'm just saying that when there are situations that you are going through, and in your emotional pain, you sometimes look for others to validate it. Please don't allow your friends or your family to make the situation worse because their views and opinions can be one-sided and they probably don't know everything that has taken place. You probably only shared the things that made someone else look bad without sharing some of the things that you may have done also that maybe wasn't that pleasant. Seeking out Jesus will be the best way to handle a situation. Now, as you look at society, it seems as if people have been just holding on to a lot of anger that has grown into bitterness because so many people look like they are just on the edge, ready to just explode. Now, it's one thing to disagree with someone, but to see people get killed due to just road rage or music playing loudly in their own car or being killed because of a disagreement at work or maybe even someone just attacking someone at a grocery store or a movie theater or walking down the street, and God forbid, in a church, praying to God. I mean, mercy. I mean, this is just something that we just really need to be on our knees on daily. Some things are hard to even fathom, and you just think at one point that Satan has consumed some people that rationalizing it just becomes too late at this point. Now, I still believe that people can turn from their ways. Now, James chapter 5, verses 19 through 20 says, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. And again, that's James chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. It also becomes so important to spend more time praying for our world and the people living in it than for just things of a selfish nature. There are so many things going on in it, and people can gravitate to just one issue. And unfortunately, they lose their mind because of the different layers of it. Now, I am all for discussing situations to get to a level of understanding and hopefully a solution to the things that are discussed. If things were engulfed in prayer 
and people sought out God for the answers that they needed, I do believe that there will be different outcomes to many of the situations of today. I also strongly believe that prayer really does change things. I have seen it happen to others, and I am definitely a witness to it myself. If you talk to people, even from different countries, and especially those who don't have like the resources that are here in America, many of them would tell you that all that they do is pray to God and trust him completely until he moves in a situation. Hearing their testimonies not only demonstrates their faith and complete trust in God, but it also shows their dependence to him. Now, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It is going to take everyone humbling themselves, praying and seeking God's face and turning from our wicked ways for God to forgive our sins and heal our land. I also believe that if there were more testimonies being done, whether in the church or even outside of the church, more people would depend and trust in him because the same God that does it for one person will do it for the next. People need to see the power of the Holy Spirit moving and living inside of people instead of just some people thinking that existed long ago or things are going to be done when we get to heaven, not realizing that he is alive right now. Now, there is a lot of work to be done to reach people for Christ. And instead of focusing on the anger and bitterness of what we are not getting, we all need to make a conscious effort to make sure the gospel of Jesus is being shared before it is too late. Now, I am, of course, out of time right now. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.